A wall of hail hit West Des Moines. Cars driving around looking like uh, roving golf balls. Attention, all Mammonberg listeners. You have a, a terrible brain prion. We had golf ball sized hail yesterday. Oh, well, is uh, is that unusual for Iowa? It's yeah. I mean, it happens here in a way that it wouldn't doesn't sound like it ever happens in like Jersey or New York, but it doesn't happen frequently. So it's still a major thing. And uh, Kel- Kelly was watching the uh, the local like weather when it was happening. And she was telling me that they were, uh, you know, they the studio, it was it was hitting like the hail hit like West Des Moines pretty bad. And luckily, I, I work downtown, so I didn't get to see it. But we live in West Des Moines. And so, um, you know, Kelly could hear just the it sounded like just gunshots going off because there's like massive hail hitting and she turns on the news and the studio that's the local news is also in west des moines and so their studio is getting like destroyed while they're doing the news and they send somebody with like a handheld camera out into the parking lot like on live live weather news and they look out into the parking lot and see that at like several of the cars uh windshields had just been like shattered from the golf ball news and it cuts back to the guy in front of the green screen and the guy is just looking and he goes i just found out on live tv that my windshield got destroyed (laughs) (laughs) and that's that's iowa for you (laughs) that's iowa iowa Uh, news hail is a bit uh uncommon in the midwest yeah uh no it it happens out here yeah i've never uh, jackal uh, never hail is uncommon it. over here we barely get hail and if we do it's That's like regular true. sized hail true no yeah we yeah. we get pretty tiny hail yeah it's, it's not, like the size it's not of like a the, the picture that josiah posted was uh yeah that was, was from something storm. that was about it's not like uh yeah. josiah break out your if you need to go anywhere you need to get your hail helmet <laughs> No, I don't do want to act like helmet? this is more of a common occurrence than this. Like this is Zaya, not a do common you have a hail occurrence. Helmet? Oh, it could do be a common occurrence. I do not. I do not, I do not have a. We do not have a hail helmets down here. No. You need to <laughs> buy not? medieval armor Why so not? that you can go outside. You know, usually your yearly you just trip stay to the inside. Ren Fair. But yeah. what if you have to go outside? <laughs> well, you, usually you don't go outside. But what if you do? A storm like that. I suppose. What if you do? Then. Then, then you die. You throw a throw a helmet on, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> then you fucking die. I guess I don't really know. Like I guess like what emergency workers or whatever wear if they have to go out in big old hail. But I have a, like emergency workers. Imagine like we just uh, we we've all lived through a pandemic. We've we've seen uh, how that the quote unquote essential workers are are, are treated. You. If, if oh, someone's yeah. ordering food from DoorDash, do you think that they're going to care that there's a hailstorm outside? No, they want their food. That's that's unfortunately really true. People are pretty uh, pretty don't know how to handle emergencies very well. Is a thing I've learned. No, they don't. In my 25 years, I worked at a Target over a Black Friday where the tar- where the Target had a fire. I luckily wasn't at the Target when the fire happened, but uh, my shift started like the hour after the fire happened, so like I arrived and everybody was standing outside, and I was like, "Oh God!" But anyway, like what what the other employees were telling me is that they had to fucking like yell at people because people would be like there's like smoke like there's a fire in the target and people are like well could you just like could you just ring up this tv before i leave like yeah uh, guys 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 (laughs) 
Well, can I get my TV before I leave? Can I just like, can I go now? I just want my TV. If I could just get my I TV before. Yeah, yeah, yeah really like the, the managers TV. just had to actually be like, yes, you can be rude to customers in this scenario of fire. Because in they had to like scenario, yell at people yes, like, you, can be, you, can you need to get the fuck out of this building. <laughs> it is on fire. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> hey, I got this like four pack of Gatorade. Can I, can I just take this? Psycho. Can I leave like <laughs> $20? I, can, wait, what do you, I just have two items, you know, just ring me up. Can no, I, can I use the self checkout if you guys are just take this actually? <laughs> can I just take this? Yeah, can I just take it? I'm, I don't fucking know what's going on. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, one of the worst storms we ever had in 2020, uh, Kelly worked at a tar- uh, Walmart at the time doing like um, like curbside pickup. So like she had to go outside and the, the Walmart tried to like get them to keep working in the middle of a storm that is now kind of like renowned in town here. The derecho in 2020, like it was a really bad storm that basically destroyed a couple towns. But yeah, I mean, so that's that's a little glimpse into Iowa. Uh, how New Jersey handles disasters is like, fuck, there's another one, you shits, you motherfuckers. Just get used to it. Yeah, like that After sounds, Hurricane that Sandy, right. everyone was just like, fuck this shit. Uh. <laughs> yeah, like the stereotype of the Midwesterner is like a, a guy with a beer gut standing out on his porch watching the tornado while his wife is like, you need to go inside. And um, if that's, God that's takes the... me now, that's when it happens. Honey. Well, you're just kind of interested. You know, you'll see it if it's coming. You know, you'll go back inside. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I like to think like I was like, man, I'm not. I, for the longest time of my life, I was like, I'm not a Midwesterner, you know, I, I really belong on one of the coasts. And I think it was, uh, like last, earlier this year, even, I think it was Kelly yelling at me while I was standing on the porch watching the tornado. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I've I'm become everything I, <laughs> I'm becoming my father. Man, do you see this? <laughs> this shit's wild. <laughs> New Jersey, like, our constant experience is road work. That's it. Like, the thing oh, we yeah. all collectively experience constantly is that, you, oh, yeah. you know... yeah, there's constant Jackal- construction. Yeah, there's constantly construction. The state never stops, like, fixing shit, and it always gets in the way, and it's always annoying. And yet, yeah. somehow, the infrastructure is still bad. Yeah, our un- infrastructure awesome. is still crumbling, <laughs> but, like, like New Jersey and New York's infrastructure is in a perpetual state of collapse. But there's always but, like, construction. There's always something. construction, so I don't know what they're fixing. <laughs> I love I love this little cultural exchange we've been doing lately, you know. A little oh, yeah, bit yeah. about Jersey, a little bit about Iowa, a little bit about New York. Well, the great thing about New York is that like the buildings were at least made to last. Some of the buildings in New Jersey are really like cheap shit cuz it's you oh, know like, yeah. like some like suburban McMansion that I'm like that's going to collapse in 3 years, isn't it? It's just going to like <laughs> yeah. fall right. The second anything like any harsh weather blows into that, it's say what you will about destroyed. New York infrastructure, which is objectively bad. However, we did make the buildings here. Yeah, don't worry, they're made out like, of like storms and disaster and just general wear and tear. However, many they're, of they're these 90% suburban mansions lead. are that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what because uh, Des Moines has grown a lot in the last, like in my lifetime, it's grown a lot. Um, especially like, I, getting little... three cows does not count as growth. No, no, I just <laughs> no. There's like a lot of like, especially the suburbs have grown. You know, like um, like the small town I I used to live in, Granger, like 
doubled, tripled in size from like all these like new houses that got built. And then I uh, used to live in Ankeny, which is like a, a town kind of north of Des Moines that is like basically becoming a suburb of Des Moines um, by how much it's growing. And also, though, it's like this shit's all really cheap. It kind of feels like or it feels like McMansions like like they're, they're technically high property value but they don't feel like they're made to last and so i'm kind of interested what des moines gonna look like in 20 years 30 years 40 just a pile of tornado rubble yeah i don't know we'll have to see well it's over and over oh and over and over and over over All right, we have decided to let Phil do the opener at his... There is today's... Hallelujah! All right, we're we're for... Praise the Lord! We're doing a Phil opener, and to justify it retroactively, uh, we are saying that we're allowing him to do it because it is... Yesterday was National Aviation Day. If I even get get the slightest indication this is going off the rails, I'm hijacking it. I gotta start singing gospel. I got I gotta praise the loud for allowing this to happen. Get a high. T- yeah. Okay. Wait. 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 Should I do? I don't know if I should do this on the air. Alien is calling me. Alien is calling. Why is he calling? I know. Working on a building. Hey, we're uh, we're recording Mammonberg. What's going on? What? God damn it. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. I answered you on the podcast, so you're making an oh, appearance. Okay. I, can, I can just ask you what I should do. Oh, actually, no, that would dox me. I'm going to ask you a question. Actually, no, no, no. I'll just, just put this in, and then uh, uh, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, okay? t- t- I text me. Recording. I wouldn't have called. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> love you, alien. Talk to you later. Phil, Phil, Phil says Have a good you. day, alien. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> all right well that was a little was guest great. appearance from alien and now in we're, we're doing the intro brought to you by phil who we will uh keep in order I'm for in, in, the building. it's a for, i will hit you with a stick for national aviation day all right go so in mammonburg today everyone is gathered in the streets to await the arrival of one uh ne- pope nicius finchislaus the third who is returning from her extended uh, hiatus in Rome. She'll be coming back. We're all happy about it. Everybody's gathered in the streets. It was a big festival. Big festival. It was formerly National Aviation Day yesterday, which means that, like, two guys uh, decided to imitate the Wright brothers and just completely kill themselves, uh, (laughs) you know, in the tradition of early aviation. Yeah, in landed tr- in a cornfield out in the middle of nowhere. Just, yeah, you know, they're, yeah. they're like, cardboard biplane snapped in half midair, sending them careening to the ground. But, uh, and everybody was mournful for ten minutes, and then they they were like, well, you know what, they kind of asked for it. We have perfectly functional planes. They decided to build their own. That's kind of shit. So, Finch is returning, and we're all, we're all waiting, and a reporter named Philip of the Mammonberg podcast, of the Mammonberg News Network, interviews uh, some of the crowd. Uh, he goes up to a man, a random bearded Midwesterner visiting the city of Mammonberg by the name of Josiah W. Sutton. You're, you're interviewing me? 
Mr. Sutton, are you excited for the re- the revival, the return of uh, Pope Finchislaus the Third? Uh, I didn't know that she became the Pope while she was at. I thought she was just our ambassador to the Vatican. But you know, well, I she's think the that Pope's it's... niece. That's basically like yeah, being the Pope. Yeah, that's the Pope too. Yeah, I I just think that uh, humble little Mammonberg is so cool that we got a we got a a Pope. I'm excited. Is, I'm glad you're excited. the first female Pope at that. I know it's crazy, right? And then over here, I have uh, a a just go up to excuse me. Uh, he's got a he's got a jackal shaped head. Hello, hello, uh, everybody. I would like to uh, first say that I'm very happy to see that uh, our lovely ambassador from uh, from Little Mammonberg here to the Vatican is finally making her return. Been we'll be we've been waiting a long time, but I would like to take this opportunity to uh, uh, to to say something if if it's possible, Mammonberg. Yeah. Did you know that you had rights? Constitution says you do. <laughs> oh God, he's a lawyer. I believe that until proven guilty, every man, woman, and child in Mammonburg, broadly in the country, but I at the moment can only practice law in Mammonburg for reasons that I will not get into, <laughs> is innocent. And that's why I will fight for you, Mammonburg. I'm Jackal Goodman. That's I right. Just, like I heard. Better call Jackal. Attack- tackle the cameraman because i'm like he's a lawyer Ah!" (laughs) better call jackal (laughs) just like tackles the cameraman we're all waiting and then suddenly uh there's an announcement that uh oh oh wait fin pope finches lost the third her her it's been taken folks her plane has been taken over by neo-confederates i don't know how it happened apparently there was a conference or something (laughs) All the racism from the state fair really riled up like a... a, a yeah. Movement. Yeah. And now they're just like taking over Finch's plane. Oh my God. And she's, she's fighting them. She's got like, she's got like a, a twin revolvers, John Brown style, like popping heads. Some Holy wild shit. Stuff. Well, uh... I guess we won't be seeing her till next week. It's pretty awkward. Well, uh, yeah, well, we're trying to communicate here is that there was a miscommunication and Finch will be back next week to put our uh, our Protestant asses in order. Um, Meanwhile, we... <laughs> she's uh, slaughtering Neo-Confederates online. Yeah, so. online. Just like yeah. absolutely destroying their bodies and souls. Yeah. Don't worry, Catholic listeners, our Protestant nonsense will not go unquestioned here for too much longer. She will, she will be back to put us in our place. Hot we will, dog. I... We will sit sit our Protestant asses down and listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Do you guys want to dive into some topics? I love topics. Topics are my favorite. Uh, so what do we got here? We got in, in the yeah. potential topics, we have Dr. Oz versus John Fetterman. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I gotta, so... I gotta say that like the like the fucking Smash Brothers announcement, like, right, like right. when you like load into a stage. Doctor Oz, John Fetterman, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I just wanted to bring this up because, um, you know, th- this episode's a little lighter. We have some heavier stuff at the very end here, but there's just been some funny stuff happening lately. And one of those is uh, Dr. Oz just getting owned online, like like over and over and over. Consistently. Um, 
it really is especially. the uh it really is the um what's that character from the simpsons <clears throat> it's like it's the rake bit with sideshow yeah. bob you know he's just constantly <laughs> walking into rakes well he's Every like time tried to dr do... oz posts anything it's so bad the one that's really like it even like conservative voters are like what the fuck are you talking about man was recently he tried to get across to the the working class folks you know because food prices i don't know if you've noticed they've been going up and he did this video where he's like i'm at the i'm at the store and my um and my wife's gonna make some crudite crudite uh, oh, she's got the crudite <laughs> board baby yeah and so uh you know he's like going through all the different veggies and and guacamole and stuff and seeing how expensive it is and it is the most like detached if you've never lived in like the slightest bit of poverty kind of thing it's like yes this stuff is all expensive and the food prices are going up but like i don't know i think any working class at least for me my, my attitude person will see somebody pick up the guacamole the pre-made guacamole and being like it's five dollars it's like yeah it's always been f- don't, you don't buy pre-made guacamole you can just make guac <laughs> it's easy it's like one of the easy you just need like to cut up some red onions cilantro get some lime juice and just like mash you an make avocado it make it's it, make not it yourself. that hard. it's like one of the easiest like like it's one of the staples of like mexican cuisine that's really easy it's to make very very easy yeah no it's it's just like there's like little things in it that are just tells and calling it crudite um is hilarious when it's like oh you mean like a veggie platter <laughs> you know like you just you want some veggies cut up and you're making that for dinner i'm pretty sure he says it's dinner anyway oh it basically God. it just like is the most like um you know the the arrested development bit where it's like how much could a banana cost ten <laughs> dollars you know like it it feels like the most like not having gone grocery shopping ever because you are rich as hell and yeah this and he's got clearly like 10 does not buy his own food <laughs> yes it's just, it's amazing that he just keeps falling into, like, seeming so detached from normal people and trying so hard to be a populist, and it just does not work. Because nobody, like, because likes he, it. Because he's just, picked, like... he's you know, Dr. Oz, fundamentally, as a person, is not a populist. He's not, like, oh, yeah, this is the kind of guy that I could, like, get a beer with and talk with. Like, that's not who Dr. Oz is... Least. Yeah, like at best, the he's whole, like a his entire career toast. was his entire career was basically baked on him being like, I'm the you know personable doctor that will sell you snake oil. That was yeah, his, but it was always with this idea that you know he's a doctor, he's supposed to know better than you. That's why he's suggesting all this stuff. He wouldn't like suggest anything to you that would hurt you, right? So, I don't even think he's like a real doctor. Like I, I know he he's is, like a doctor, but from, like from what I understand, from what I understand, he is a very good heart surgeon. Yeah, yeah but that's all he is. He has like he is a doctor. Like he is a doctor, yes, but like he, well, yeah. And Ben Carson was a good brain surgeon. Like that doesn't mean <laughs> they have know, good like, politics. <laughs> I want them running the country. What do you, oh, Josiah? What do you mean? I was so good with, with, with doing the brain surgery on those, those twins that it would be great at running a country. I I do not know what you're talking about. I, is touch. that your Ben Carson? This is his Ben Carson voice. This is yeah. Ben Carson. Oh my god. 
to do this to Phil. Did you know? I'm in concert. Did you, did you know, did you know that the pyramids in ancient Egypt were used as grain silos? The Bible says that. Oh, man. But, um, Dr. I, I consumed a lot of Dr. Oz um, as a as a child because it just seems like it was always on the TV when I was a kid. Yeah, um, yeah same. That's uh, it, yeah, there's a point like, where moms, we just didn't moms have... love Dr. Oz, man. It's moms the kind of thing that if, a, was, and should be, if it should be it should be noted that he got his he got his start on Oprah uh, like yeah. Dr. Phil. So it's not quite a. A, a leap as to how he started off already with this massive notoriety because he was a regular on Oprah. Yeah. And he had his own show, which he got in trouble with uh, advertising, you know, supplements and pills that don't actually help you and do work. as they're adver- yeah. advertised and they don't work while he's using his, his credentials as a doctor to give legitimacy to these things. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he actually is like, kind of an underrated figure in the like way that the country has gone insane in the last couple decades because he really did like send a lot of middle-aged moms on to just snake oil obsession yeah like, he really did just kind of all sorts yeah. of nutty junk well uh, he i don't think he did crystals but like a lot of supplements that don't work you know what i mean that was his thing was just like supplements uh, oh, so he's, like he's know, the um, Alex Jones Brain Force plus Ben Shapiro. Yeah, he, see, I would have more like... respect for that, but he's using he's ba- he's trying to give a more respectable veneer of that. He's not calling it Brain Force yeah. Plus. He's calling it like fish oil. Uh, you know, number this or that B twelve. Uh, supplement yeah. like which don't do yeah. either. They don't do anything. They don't do as they're advertised, or there is some pretty significant health. Uh, risk that you take in in consuming yeah. too much of this stuff. He's promising so, things that are. He's saying like, "Oh yeah, I can help you lose weight, gut fat in blank number well, of days with this sub." Like it's so deceptive. The reason why it's so deceptive, especially early on, was that he wasn't doing this on the internet. Which I think that on the internet we kind of have more of a predisposition to skepticism in a lot. Of yeah, stuff. yeah, not not trusting. Yeah, and yeah. like dunking on people who are just outwardly snake oil salesman and griffins yeah yeah it's we, it's we have sniff about. i say that you know that that's kind of the thing we have then the, again you know QAnon exists but and alex jones but you know generally what i mean is that most yeah. people that are kind of internet savvy in some way their first instinct for a lot of things is some kind of skepticism towards this may not be you know strong but there is a skepticism there for some mm-hmm. with dr oz it he was one using his credentials as a doctor and two he was friendly he was affable he was charismatic and three he was selling mm-hmm. this to people that were not internet savvy that did not have that did not have sort of this immediate skepticism compound that with the other you know factors of his him being a pretty nice guy on tv and yeah. that he seemed that he was, you know, he was a doctor 
he, you know, if you look it up, he's a heart, like he's a heart surgeon. One of the best. Oh, why would this guy lie to me? Yeah. It's very, right. very deceptive. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting. Cause like Alex Jones, he is a snake, sal- snake oil salesman, but he's not like, he doesn't, he's not like you, you can't draw a line back to like old, old timey snake oil salesman to, you know, him. He's very much his own thing where it's like more, you get really deep into the conspiracy theory stuff. And then he starts being like, and here, take these dick pills, you know, um, you gotta, As, you gotta inflate your penis, bro. You gotta inflate your penis. I swear the, to God, the deep, the deep state doesn't want you to have a the big deep, dong. The deep state doesn't want you to have full balls. The deep state doesn't want you to have full balls. I want you to have full balls. But Doctor Oz is more like an old timey snake oil salesman, right? Where you know he shows, he's like, he's got a nice suit and he talks nice and he shows up into your town and he's. He's Dr. Oz, for fuck's sake. I mean, well, come on. He's the I Wizard of Oz. A, I might be uh, a low showman. The name, but what the I name have is right very here, unfortunate. Folks. Yeah, and he comes in, he swings his cane around, and, you know, he, he you know, charms the old ladies and gets them all to hand over, you know, $10, which is, what, a million dollars in today's money. Well, um, if you to, give to, your to, husband buy, this To buy supplement. sugar pills and, you know, like, you know, that's 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 what it is. It's, it's he's he's really like the old... The oldest type, one of the oldest American archetypes, still alive in the day of TV. <laughs> it should never be forgotten how much of a of a role uh, Oprah Winfrey played in. Yeah, uh, Oprah uh, is she... ontologically evil, in my opinion. She is uh, the <laughs> You're greatest. Not wrong. Evil. I don't disagree. She is one of the greatest evils in American society, and I am not joking when I say that. She just like. She astroturfs so many people. As far as I know it, she has uh, platformed John of God, who was a faith healer dude from Brazil who turned out to be running basically an industrial rape farm in in Brazil. Yeah, a lot of weird Um, new age kind of like new age derivative people who turned out to be- Dr. Oz, who I will give her, he is a real doctor, but he's also promoting pseudoscientific alternative medicine for- weird uh weight loss benefits and then dr phil who um yeah is one of the uh greatest monsters of the america of uh wait wait, wait. i gotta do my dr phil bit because i can do a pretty good dr no you don't have to do that all all dr phil episodes are basically this where it's like well so you're telling me that you're gay you're telling me that you're a gay person? <laughs> well, have you ever considered getting a job? Have you ever considered that your gay might go away? If you, I'm just saying, you could be a little, you could be a little nicer to me. I don't really appreciate what you're saying. I think you should get a job. I, I just really think you can't mooch off your parents forever. You should get a goddamn job. Am I right, folks? And then, like, the, the audience goes nuts. And then, like, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's basically I want to note that, uh, that, that Shelley Duvall, what she did, Shelley Duvall was, you know, lived, lived, has lived a very hard life. Um, mm-hmm. uh, abused by, by, uh, um, <clears throat> abused by probably what we would consider, you know, one of the best movies, uh, horror movies ever made. Uh, the Shining. Sally Kubrick was a monster. Yeah, uh, and she had to be in a room with Jack Nicholson, which I can't imagine being in a. Not that Jack Nicholson's a bad person, I just can't imagine being in a room with him. It'd be terrifying. 
<laughs> he does seem to be a very intense man. But uh, Stanley Kubrick specifically has done, did some awful, awful things to to Charlie Duvall yeah. for the sake of you know getting a performance, which I, I you know, I think that you know she could have given it anyway because she's a she she's an actor, she's, talented she's a good actress, she's a good actress. job, but. Shelley Duvall, when she talks about Stanley Kubrick, still is very proud of what she of that work, and even will speak fondly of him while acknowledging, like, yeah, he was pretty bad person, way pretty fucked up, yeah. But sh- when she talks about her interview with Doctor Oz, oh. she's terrified of that man. Wait, Doctor Oz or Doctor Phil? Doctor Phil, sorry, not Doctor Phil. Uh, yeah, Doctor yeah, yeah, Phil, Phil is just like he's a, a bad person. Monster. He's objectively a very bad person. Well, Jackal, I don't know how you came to that opinion of me. Have you ever considered getting a goddamn job? They do have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like but, once once that doesn't work, I don't know what Doctor Phil has. Like, to if you just like, yeah, no, I'm like, I I have like this 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 quirk, but I like function, or like, there's so many. That, that we're not doing an episode about Doctor Phil. Maybe we'll do one. No, no. I was I was gonna say I was gonna say that Oprah brought us Marianne Williamson, though. So you know, you win some, you lose some. I. I <laughs> We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> I I just I just think that politics needed somebody saying the vibes were off. The vibes <laughs> are off, people. The vibes. The vibes. Um. Yeah. We, we should probably be moving quicker on these topics here, though. Anyway, uh, Fetterman, good. Oz, bad. Thought I did some grocery shopping. I'm at Wegner's, and I, my wife wants some vegetables for crudite, right? I'm in Ho Chi Minh City, or as it was once called Saigon, crudite. I don't know what that is. Crudite? Crudite? After decades of colonial rule, the Vietnamese got them out of the country. Uh, a real reckoning uh, for, for, for many of them. Okay, or you can just, yeah, you can mash up avocados or... Okay, good. Oh, are you doing a veggie tray? Don't forget Vietnam. Six dollars? Must be a shortage of salsa. Oh, well, guys, most of us just do Tostitos Chunky. Guys, that's $20 for crudite, and this doesn't include the tequila. I mean, that's outrageous. And we got Joe Biden to thank for this. What's the tequila for? Uh, moving up to the Nordic states, it's been a rough, it's been a rough time for the Nordic states. Uh, we had the, the scandal about Sweden getting outed as, as never uh, giving food to guests, which was funny. And now uh, they, they Finland is, is under hot water for having a uh, prime minister who has fun. No, uh, God, there's nothing about? worse. I, I, I saw that there, I, I watched the video of her just dancing around drunkenly with some yeah. friends. So, like, what That's, was the issue? Well, That's the issue, it. Jackal, is that she should uh, be she, doing her un, job. Un, it's undignified, Jackal. Who cares? <laughs> it's undignified, it's, it's undignified that, that all of all of our presidents are war criminals. I would... <laughs> yeah, George it's, Bush can't have fun, probably because uh, his soul belongs to the devil. Uh, it it really has been baffling to watch because it's like. I think part of it is there's a really different political culture, I think, in Europe than here. So that's probably played a role because, you know, American politicians try really hard to be like somebody you would want to have a beer with. That's like they try to be like that populist type. And I don't think that politicians in Europe try that. So I think this is more of a PR hit. But for Americans especially, this is just really baffling because it's like, I don't know, man. It looks like she was just having fun. Like I was watching the video waiting for it to be like... 
I don't know her. Yeah, like, she like eats a baby ma- hole or something. Well, or even like her like, like making it's out just with her a random like guy dancing. or something. You know, like it's yeah, it really is with her, like so fuck what <laughs> it's. It, Politicians like, can't. I, have she fun. just. I, I just checked. She made a a, a response to it uh, from oh. yesterday. Uh, oh, I didn't see that. She's taken a drug test following the public backlash from the the video, which is just insane. Um, I consider these accusations to be very serious, and though I consider the demand for a drug test unjust for my own legal protection and to clear up any doubts, I have taken a drug test today, and the results uh, of which will come in about a week. Sana Marin uh, told reporters on Friday. Uh, Marin said that she did not know that she was being filmed. The fish outlet Yilia reported, um, but added that the videos were supported uh, were supposed to remain private. I am upset that these videos be, uh, have become public. Marin said it was about me having a night out with friends, partying, even in boisterous raid, dancing, and singing. This is so weird. Like I don't get. No, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to have fun. I hate... Have you ever considered uh, uh, doing your job, Prime Minister? Have you ever considered doing your job? I do have to ask. We do have to, to, you know, consider this. Is it because she's a woman? I think that that's almost entirely... I think that that's probably probably the main factor that's that's playing. Like, women That's that's probably 99% of it, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that plays a pretty major role... And I, I think the press is really kicking up this fuss because I don't know if this would be this big of a deal. But, you know, it sounds like somebody leaked the video as a hit and then people are, I you know, the press is rolling with it and treating it as a scandal. When I really think that if the Finnish press, you know, and I know nothing about Finland, so this might be completely wrong. But the Finnish press was just like, so what? I don't know if anything would have come with this, but it seems like they're really, like, pouring gasoline on this fire and make... Like, if she has to fucking, like, resign or something over this, I'm gonna lose my shit. And and I'm not, like, even a huge fan, by the way. But it's just, like, baffling to to see this, like, I don't know. It, it the, the, seems The ravenous like, cancel culture mob has decided just, to, like, take down a prime minister for partying for some uh, reason. It's baffling stuff. Baffling stuff. Um, like, I I barely know a lot about her. I, I know some vague things. She seems to be just a pretty inconsequential politician overall. She's a and that's pretty fine. typical like Nordic social democrat for the most part. Um, but you know, with the typical baggage that comes with you know being kind of a pretty pro NATO or um, you know NATO sympathetic kind of y- you know like there's there's a lot of you know some foreign policy stuff that I I wouldn't like. I, I think I might identify but, why why some some people may not like her um she has two moms oh oh Ooh. yeah well yeah she was also a gay rights supporter and stuff so yeah you know like there there might be more to this that because you know I'm not in Finland we don't know this. There might this might be like a really right wing panic kind of thing that I I just don't understand. You know, it seems that part of this comes from I do remember that I forgot that it was her was that in like early 2021 she went to like a nightclub in Helsinki. Uh, Hmm. Then she was in contact with some foreign ministers who subsequently tested positive for COVID, exposing the prime minister to infection, who then subsequently exposed people in the nightclub to infection. Hmm. 
Um, she was informed of this and advised uh, by an undersecretary. Da, 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 da. Oh, I yeah, kind of no, vaguely I, like, remember okay, that. This, I vaguely remember this, but Corte, she was uh, told the going out was permitted due to her having been fully vaccinated. The next day, she received information that this was not the case. I mean, that's so not like really that big the, of a deal, is it? Is this that big? Like, pro- prominent members of the center party, uh, a partner in a... Like... You know, I do hate that kind of, I like, th- there is a sort of, like, liberal moralizing about, like, getting COVID. Like, oh, you've got, you've got it. And then it's like, listen, sadly, we all have to return to society as it is. Because, like, yeah. of course we can't not, because society yeah. has deemed it. Society has deemed it safe to go back, and we can't argue with society. Because guess what, folks? Uh, the, mo- the money must flow, and we can't do anything about it. So, this like, seems like then- a nothing story. Yeah, then people, like, go out and they do things, and then there's, like, sort of a kind of pseudo-moralizing that comes with, like, getting sick again, and it's like, guys, you know, we can't really help it. It's really, like, sometimes these scandals, I I kind of, like, really get hit with just how insane American politics are, because this wouldn't even register. No. Well, I mean, what, our equivalent to to this was, like, the Madison Cawthorn stuff, but those, those were actually crazy. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, well, yeah, because you, know, you, you just had yeah. like well, no, well, they try to do the same thing with uh with uh with AOC that oh like, yeah they do that um, all the time yeah that's but true. it just doesn't really have that much of an effect because eh, who cares like especially when you're trying to appeal to uh like I'd say roughly sort of earlier later Gen Xers somewhat like. At a certain point, there's a generational divide where this stops being that big of a deal, even to conservatives, because they have partied as well. So it's not; it stops yeah. really having an effect. It yeah, like when on what do you, you start do the party? But being at a, like from the she was just singing and drinking and having fun. I yeah, like when do you start yeah. moralizing like human behaviors that are just normal that people do? Like well, yeah, you know. yeah, because like it's How it's different when it's fun. like here's here's Madison Cawthorn at a party shoving his dick in his cousin's mouth. Like that's, that's like weird. The more ab- that's yeah, because that's, that's more normal. about like yeah, that's more about like what's happening. But the context of the it being at like a gathering is not what makes that bad you know what i mean like yeah you can hang out with friends and be be you know what even politicians can be a little silly sometimes just have a little a drink and be oh a no silly. oh no just i you've said the you've said the bad thing they can't they can't engage in human behavior that's dumb they have uh, to be little robots who sit in the politician desk all day and stamp like invoices and shit yeah yeah, man, it's it's very very strange, and I I do think in the case of of with uh with Santa Marin, it probably is strongly motivated. It's strongly motivated uh by the fact that she's a woman, and it seems that a lot of dudes have a problem with women being normal human beings in front of them. Women, women aren't funny, and then you know the gun goes off. Yeah, that, yeah. It's, it, this uh, is so dumb. This is extremely. I was just watching all this sort of implode, and it's so perplexing. Yeah, I, I'll be interested to see if if anything comes of this, or if this will just be one of those scandals that kind of just. Aha, fitter, women, you know, am I right, out. fellas? Aha. You are so right, Phil. Uh, <laughs> so right. You're, you're. I I agree fully, Phil, with whatever you just said. Uh, moving on. Uh, we'll be quick about this one here as well. Mark Zuckerberg posted a picture of the metaverse. The Zuck. Uh, did, the Zuck. Did, 
The you guys suck. see that? The you suck. guys see the picture? Uh, oh, it looks so stupid. It looks so bad. And even now, he seems embarrassed because he posted another picture of a really high depth, like better looking. Of, uh, and he and it went on this long spiel on the Instagram thing where he's like, "That other picture wasn't really it." <laughs> you know, you know, he basically like called a bunch of like employees into his office, like a lot of like. He called a bunch of graphic artists on the phone, like, probably the second the reactions came out, and we're like, listen, fucker, these assets that were included in this, I need you specifically to just brush these up and nothing else in the time period between now and, like, 12 hours from now, so I can post another one that's like, oh, look, guys, it's actually good. It's good. Don't worry and about it. And it. it's so good. And even the one that he, that he sent is still... Not great. It's still like <laughs> no. It's not. Yeah, he woke I, up his I like two employees out of stasis just to do that. My my hot he take is them. that my hot take is that I think that the metaverse is never actually going to happen. Yeah, oh, I was going to actually not. ask that. I was going to ask that if the, if this because even investors seem a lot more skeptical about it now. They do after. Now, yeah. um, why would you know, it this... happen? I mean, it's just clunky. That's the main thing. Is that it's just obtuse. I, I'm just not sold on what it, its function in society is. Yeah, I mean, like, if you want, like, we already have the ability to communicate with each other over the internet. I mean, that's how we're doing this lovely podcast right now. I think that maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't know what the metaverse adds aside from it just feeling more dystopian. Well, like, I think it, what uh, Mark Zuckerberg did was he looked at all of this, like, th- this VR future that a lot of, like, a yeah. lot of works they have, you know, it's... But like I, I think I think there's like an inevitability that like these these kinds of like Silicon Valley types like they look at technology and they're just like this is what the world needs right now. You know, this is a fictional technology that like shows up in sci-fi that hasn't been made yet. And Somebody noted that often it. in the in the in the works of science fiction where this appears and it's not portrayed as a good thing. No, it's no. bad. I mean, even well, the most like, listen. I read Ready Player One. It's a, it's not a great book. It's basically it's fan fine. service. The book. It's it's fine. It's fine. But even even fucking like the guy who wrote that is that Ernest Klein? I don't remember. The I guy who never, never the read guy it. who fucking wrote the guy who fucking wrote that book. Even in that book, which is basically just like waxing poetic about how great the Oasis is twenty four seven. Even at the end, it's like. Huh, wow, the world is kind of crumbling. Maybe we should shut this thing off. Like, they give them the like, option that's kind to of do the, that. The, even in the most positive portrayal, like you said in Ready Player One, it is, the main point of it is like, yeah, it's fun, but it's also like, there's a real world here that we're not engaged, that's not being engaged in. And, you know, subsequently, like, this is not a great place that we find ourselves in. We should do something about it. Yeah, Even, I, but they I seem just, to not. They just kind of focus on, oh, cool, digital world. Yeah, digital it's, world. It's it's troubling. I I I'm, I I'm ac- I'm a bit of a luddite about VR. I have never put on VR goggles, and it's kind of a thing that I I want to avoid it as long as possible. Um, it's fun. It's I just, fun, depending on what you're playing. Like it. Like yeah, it's, but it's, it's more of a. It, it's 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 a cool thing. I th- I do think that there's uh like uh one thing I really want to do. I want to play uh I want to play Resident Evil Biohazard on uh mm. Resident on, Evil uh, on a VR headset because you know it it's gonna be really 
cool to play a horror game but yeah instead of you, you still there's having like, just that like disconnect a... they usually like there's cool stuff about it but it's i i think that largely they're missing the force for the trees of you know this is another sort of cool entertainment venue rather than it replacing all like facets of life yeah i i just there's something about it to me that that feels like it's too far and i don't know how to explain it and it might just be my own like I don't know. I, I got a bunch of I, I got some shit on Twitter uh, earlier this week for being kind oh, of a, te- a, was a, yeah, a tech, con- tech was a... conservative as I am. Um, I don't like tech progress as a just like seen as a moral good automatically. I think that um, endless growth uh, is bad. Is bad. Uh, you should yeah, aim for I've it, and that you should gotten. have some healthy skepticism to, to how technology functions within our world and that if you believe that technology is yes. apolitical you're a dumbass yeah but uh apparently unless you say uh you know you you long live the new flesh uh you know death to videodrome unless you if you don't say that you're a conservative is what i've i've gathered from twitter yeah <laughs> i'm i i learned that i am a, i'm a black conservative so that's that, he's that, milking it baby really he's cool. going I, for the I, money he's doing it I've got a book coming uh, out. It's called "Why I Left the Left of the Real the Real Uncle Tom's Ruining uh, of Black America." <laughs> I would. Uh, I got a book tour coming up. Um, I'm being silenced. Um, being I'm being silenced. silenced. I'm being canceled. Uh, I demand a Netflix special immediately talking about this. I have many opinions, and I would like to uh, guest host on Tucker Carlson if possible. Also, Tulsi Gabbard guested on on Tucker Carlson. <laughs> You know, I, yeah, I just, I just think that it's really baffling that tech progress has been associated with the left um, in people's brains, and I just don't, I don't think it should be. Uh, I, I think that leftism, if, especially if you're, if you're concerned with democracy and all that good stuff, uh, you should probably be automatically skeptical yeah, te- of most. Technocrats technology. are a problem. Technocrats are a real big problem in politics yeah. because they, they like. The Democrats are basically and have been demo- like technocratic for years, and look at where that's gotten them. Like, well, and and actually, the right is the more accelerationist one with tech. I mean, oh, well, yeah. it depends on the depends on who on the right, but like, when you talk about like Peter Thiel or um, oh yeah, a Fucking lot of the new Peter right. Thiel's floating cities, yeah, that yeah, you're there, not going to be allowed in. You know, that's, you know, Elon Musk shifted from being kind of a liberal figure to being explicitly a right wing figure over the last few years, in part because I think that at least some avenues of the right are starting to open, be kind of open arms to new tech. Um, because I think there's an awareness that tech comes with hierarchy generally, um, unless it's done in a very explicitly, carefully democratic way and that that's just not going to happen. So they, they know that if you want a, a monarch slash CEO. <laughs> look, like, look at the difference between the old internet and the internet now, which is a lot more corporate focus, and the old internet, which was a lot more of a free-for-all. There were problems with that, but it was significantly better than what we have going on now. Yeah, I kind of miss, like, sh- shitty web pages that you could customize at length. I really yeah. miss that. But, uh, but I've heard a bit. I got I do have something of my own that uh kind of emerged yeah, this morning. I didn't really know what this was. Uh well two things actually. One, um ties into the Mark Zuckerberg thing about uh Web three overall. I have opinions about uh Web three and AI and uh NFTs that uh basically yeah. can be summed up as I think that we should uh um that there should be broken hands for many a people. But Unlimited Butlerian Jihad. Exactly. Dune was right. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm going to make Paul Atreides look like a liberal. Uh, <laughs> so I do have a, a f- one one funny thing, um, and then we'll get to the se- <laughs> this other thing, which is so wild that I had no idea about, but now I can't stop thinking about. Uh, this is, comes from the excellent Twitter uh, account, um, which is taken from the Financial Times. Uh, it's called Web3 is Going Great. Uh, follow it. It's got a good website. Uh, it's charting just the absolute dumpster fire that is the web ongoing three. development of, of, of Web3, quote-unquote, development. <laughs> After choosing to keep the crypto, divorcee wants a do-over. A letter writer seeking advice from the Financial Times wrote, I got divorced last year, and as part of the financial agreement, my ex-wife and I agreed that I would get to keep my cryptocurrency assets while she got the lion's share of my pension and other investments. It was oh with my the family God. home. When we negotiated last autumn, the crypto market was riding high, and I was convinced it would go higher still. But following the recent crash, my digital assets have more than halved in value. I'm now considerably worse off than my ex and worried about my financial future. She says I only have myself to blame and won't discuss the matter further. Can I go to court to renegotiate our financial order? She is a thousand percent right. Yeah, you can take my pension. Just let me keep my keep my Bitcoin. Just give me my, my crypto. <laughs> give me my crypto and free my soul. I want to get wanna lost get in your crypto roll and drift away. Uh, uh, so the lawyer that was consulted for this said, no, you cannot, in fact, uh, do a do-over. <laughs> Why did you, in fact, do a high-risk, do this with high-risk assets? <laughs> That's not a good idea. Oh, boy! We love it. It's logical. It's so smart. They're so smart. They're they're the future, is, baby. Uh, they're the future. Bitcoin uh, was trending at around uh, 70% lower than its all-time high in November 2021. That is the case going with uh, other cryptos, um, either around that same mm-hmm. or higher. Well, the you problem about it. cryptocurrency is it's literally useless. It has no practical function, and its its value is per, like purely speculative right now. It, it's basically a stock that isn't like tied to a company. It's basically like if you bought a stock, and instead of the stock being like, oh, this is a representative of a share in a company, it's like this is like some vague, uh, like some vague idea of how much like processed data a computer has done, and you're just like. Well, how does that have any value? And it's like, well, it process it did the math equation. It processed the data. That's worth something. It did the like, math. It? it did the math. It did the math. Did the but math. like you can't like you really can't hold that as like to cost. Like, you know what I mean? That the, it's not gonna like do anything for anybody, really. So you're saying no. I should have put all of my money uh into uh in, in, in Bitcoin. Bitcoin. That's what you're saying. All of my money into Bitcoin. Go for it, baby. You're, you're saying that I shouldn't have given away my pension and decided to bet everything on uh, on fake money. Even faker money. Fake money. Ooh, fake money. I what love my fake spend, money. Other than like like uh, getting um like getting catfish by a Fed on the dark web because you're, <laughs> you, you you decided you want to like you you want to play Walter White and have someone assassinated. What can you use Bitcoin for? No, my Bitcoin. Wow. Wait, I have to do the. Like, um, what are you other than like drug? Like, and if you want to buy drugs, you could just go buy drugs with your actual money. You could just do that. That that's the thing that you there. You don't have to invest all of your money 
<laughs> that is that is fake. I will give you that. But it is backed by we said so. And everyone else agrees yeah. that that's the case. That has not happened with Bitcoin. Because no state, aside from a few uh, in South America, that the names of them are forgetting now uh, at the moment of what they were. Yeah, they recognize to Bitcoin. Adopt it. Yeah. Most entities, you can't... It's We, we did an episode about this, but it, it's... It's just, it's so insane. And there's, this is not the only one. There's so many stories like this of people that decided I'm going to bet, bet everything. And I, I get the impulse of like, you want to make sure you have financial security, but maybe don't put that into even faker money. Wow. Second thing that I want to get Second into. Second thing, yeah. Uh, do you guys know who Andrew Tate is? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I better guess I it that by that laugh you do. I, I oh do. My God. Yeah. Great guy. Uh, would you like guy. to s- Fr- friend of the yeah. sh- friend of the show? Oh, I'm not sure we want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's too far even for me, Joseph. So oh, man, uh, yeah. The, the, uh, uh, if you Google Andrew Tate, um, the the first headline comes up is from the Guardian that says "Dangerous Misogynist Andrew Tate," <laughs> which is uh, considering some of the things that he has said. Yeah, that's true. We uncritically support his quest for well, freedom. Um, oh, that's not gonna. You're, you're not gonna want to. Uh, that's what I'm, oh, so wait, Andrew he's Tate done something illegal, Jackal? I would have never known. Things, oh, man, fact. this is just like Madison Cawthorn all over again, where we liked him, and then we found out he'd done some bad things. Oh, yeah, well, I, well I'm rescinding my <laughs> support already. Uh, it only lasted 20 seconds. We no longer support our friend of the show. <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> Andrew Tate uh, You can't trust recently, anybody anymore. Recently... He got uh, he got banned from Instagram and what was it uh, Facebook I think yeah I think it was some social and media some social media TikTok too like there's a, a he got banned from social media because of the things that he said this I didn't know who this guy was beforehand apparently he was getting really popular with a particular kind of white guy that watches Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson and you know yada yada so it's not the world yeah, he was that a I bit he was a big pickup artist right. Is that was that his? Yeah. Was he in the pickup artist thing or? Yes, yeah. sort of. He's also like he was on I think a Big Brother show and uh, he was on a Big Brother show and I think he does he he's like a former like kickboxer. So yeah, he got he got banned from Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. So I was a bit you know interested as to you know what's go what what this guy was. Uh, he was a big crypto guy, big sort of a. God, um, he he's like a a big uh a big like I guess e celebrity or influencer. I don't know what the title electronic that is. celebrity. But he was he was pretty big on that. Uh, so he God. So he um he's everybody's favorite. He became like a like a, a big e-boy. figure up among like a, a particular subset of of like white young men. It's not just white young men. There there's a there's. There's some some uh, unfortunate uh, brothers in color that have decided to follow suit with this guy. Um, Naughty. But uh, he he was banned. I was I wanted to like okay what, what's going on? I don't know who this guy is. Why why is this the case? Um, what well, I, I I was my my curiosity was piqued and oh boy. So a um, couple things about this guy. Uh, one he was a. He was on. I just mentioned that he was in in that that reality TV show, Big Brother, right? Now that the case of was is 
you know, purpose. It was in past tense. He was removed the sh- from the show. Do you want to know why? Oh, he probably tried to assault someone. That's my guess. He beat a woman with a belt. Of course he did. Jesus Christ. What a, what a wonderful guy. He's he then so stated good, that, uh, that he was great friends with the woman in the video and that the actions were consensual. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh, he said, uh, in, in regards to the, he was a delineating his views of what qualifies as sexual harassment that he believed uh, specifically, this came off the heels of the, uh, the Weinstein, uh, case mm. with, uh, him talking about that sexual assault victims share responsibility for their assaults. Uh, Matt. Yeah, sure. Great. <laughs> he said Christ. that depression is, uh, depression was not a real illness. Of course. Uh, depression is when you have too much uh, cum in your balls, and he's going to tell you how to empty them, folks. He sure is. It's it's men get depressed. Oh, when Phil, they that don't was have... the worst thing that you could say, considering the next thing I'm going to get into. Is he going to say that? Is he going to just straight up? No, say that? no, it gets worse actually. Uh, so it gets worse, he actually? was actually bad a few times, um, but he uh, he he did like what Trump was doing by banavating, but it seems that they've uh, they they close it off. Uh, at this point so he said uh that in a now deleted youtube video <laughs> from his now deleted youtube channel, now a now deleted uh, youtube video he take uh he said that he decided to move to romania because it was easier to oh, be right. absolved of rape charges in eastern europe oh yeah I, uh... <laughs> he just uh... admitted that reasoning too <laughs> Yeah, yeah, guys, uh, you could rape you, you, you could rape anybody in Eastern Europe. It's a, it's you a... can. There have a thousand percent been lots of people who have moved to Europe to dodge like legal sex charges. Roman Polanski, like, Roman Polanski. but very few of them have been like just. Yeah, I'm go. I'm go- <laughs> I'm going to France because they <laughs> they don't charge rapists. <laughs> God, that's now, awful. It turns out that that did not work out very well because in April of this year, um, his house was raided by the uh, the Directorate for Investigating Organized Crime and Terrorism in Romania in relation to human trafficking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, the man. the embassy, the U.S. embassy in uh, Romania, told uh, the Romanian cops that an American woman might be held on the property that Tate owned. <gasps> Holy shit. The raid resulted in the recovery of an American woman and a Romanian woman. As of uh, April 2022, Romanian authorities have said the investigation is ongoing. A State Department spokesperson referred to the reported abduction, but declined, denied uh, any wrongdoing, despite the fact that this is probably one of the clearest cases I have ever seen of just someone openly admitting, I want to go commit a crime. Oh, wait, I have committed a crime, and I have now been caught. So wild. Um, there's recently, um, a, uh, the, the wonderful green text reposter, uh, who shares 4chan posts, uh, on Twitter, shared a Andrew Tate-related 4chan post that makes me laugh. Where, um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it was a guy, guy with his first girlfriend, things are going great. He, he gets into Andrew Tate and he decides to take his advice and is trying to get his girlfriend to, to earn his, you know, earn his girlfriend's respect. So one day he tells her that he cheated on her and she, uh, got mad. (laughs) 
he didn't actually cheat on her, but he's telling her that, you know, to kind of make her jealous or whatever, uh, as a, you know, as Andrew Tate tells you to do. And, uh, she leaves him and then he is heartbroken and tries to text her and tell her to get back together. Please come on. And, uh, tells her to look up Andrew Tate so he'll know that like this is I got the idea from here it's whatever and then she just blocked him and all of his friends have stopped liking him and it's like this is probably a little story that is played out in so many like young men's lives because oh, of yeah. this stupid this is, asshole this is you know what I mean many, like many, who, many, we're many like times. on the track to having a very normal fine relationship and Andrew Tate's like you're a pussy if your girlfriend doesn't hate you <laughs> This is the footage that's doing the rounds on social media. She and friends, including Finnish celebrities, are seen dancing and singing. This photo of Metaverse Zuckerberg himself in front of a virtual reality Eiffel Tower. Imagine you put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. Well, that's my avatar. The Butlerian Jihad is a crusade against computers. Let me tell you something. Depression's not real. Now he's getting dragged on the internet for how ugly the graphics of this game are. Alright, well, uh, sounds like Phil's getting ready, but we have a few more topics, so I think we might have to do a yeah, little bit guys, without, without like him. Yeah, guys, it looks like I'm gonna have to Have to, have to bounce. It's fucked so, up that you're you're bouncing right before I do an Iowa news update. Do you just hate the Midwest? I do hate it? the Midwest. Uh, uh, let's. It's part of the bit is uh, is now that uh, suddenly I suddenly have this uh, this hatred for the Midwest that's fueling <laughs> my uh, my my exit from this episode prematurely because for some reason I just I just I can't stand those 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 corn husking motherfuckers those butter drenched bisque bastards you know. I just, He's just I, bouncing. I just, the instant, I just storming out the instant I bring up Iowa. Just I done. Know. You know, it's. Goodbye, it's, I mean, considering, Fuck just, Iowa. Considering your and... food opinion, <laughs> it's understandable. You corn-fed little bitch. He thinks. So Josiah thinks that, that that pizza without bread is good. Oh, that's it. I'm gone. I'm gone, fellas. I'm I sorry. I did not pizza... say... No, 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 yes, no, 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 no. I'm being taken out of context. I'm being taken out I'm, of I'm, context. I'm giving here. the submission sufficient amount of context. <sighs> I'm I'm not gonna... If I try to get into this, this will end up being the rest of the episode, is us arguing about... Yeah, well, I guess you're just conceding that I'm right, so thank you. Okay, I'll... You know what? I'll concede that you're right. Uh... <laughs> Feels hollow, doesn't it? <laughs> no, actually, it feels great. It actually, feels uh, really but good. yes, it is time for an Iowa news update. Iowa news, Iowa news, Iowa news, Iowa news. Brought to you by Seth Clo and the Silver Liners, who you can see their uh, their their album on Spotify. Do, check do, them out. Do, do. Okay, check it out. Yeah. Um, Yes, uh, so this is a, I, we haven't done an Iowa update in a while, but this is a pretty interesting story. And like a lot of my, and every time I talk about Des Moines especially, it's it's just relitigating the 2020 protests, but the shit from that has just continued to play on. So, um, uh, how do I fill in everything that's happened? So, um, 
after the protests, uh, the the kind of BLM movement was able to get, um, you know, some some candidates have run from that were like uh, kind of came to prominence during the protests. Um, one of them was named uh, Indira Indira Schumacher, who I I hope I'm not mispronouncing her first name, but um. She was elected as a uh, councilwoman, which is really cool that we've got a a former like came to fame from being a protester on the city council. Uh, it's very cool. And what uh, what happened was her and a number of others got sued by the cops like in June this year for um for uh like supposedly assaulting the cops, which was not what happened. Um. So, like, the cops dug this up after she was, like, I I don't remember if she was in the process of running or had been newly elected at this point, but had dug up this, this, um, yeah, uh, this, this old story to try to sue her because she was, you know, getting into political prominence. Uh, it didn't work. And so now today, the, the news for August is that, uh, Ms. Schumacher is counter-suing them. She is suing them for, uh... Damages against like like doing an unjust lawsuit, a frivolous lawsuit against protesters, um, and also for violating her civil rights when they arrested her on the protest on July first, twenty twenty. Um, so I, I'd like I'm going to try to keep an eye on this story as it plays out, but it's a pretty interesting uh, little battle that's going on. And I, 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 I the reason I bring up these Iowa news is I, I know these are kind of insignificant for those who aren't from Iowa, but these are little like micro studies of battles that are happening everywhere throughout the country you know what i mean like you, it may not make national news but these kinds of battles are happening you know everywhere this all, is all, all going off of what, what has yeah. uh like this is all going off of what has uh what what has occurred with the uh the 2020 pro uh, blm protests is mm-hmm. the the after effects of that are so reverberating over yeah over it, it's it all makes the, me uh, semi-hopeful. Um, yeah, it does. I think that that too many people were were willing to just kind of like, especially liberals. Like a lot of people were just willing to put that stuff behind. But that, this isn't this isn't ancient news. It, it, this is like within two years. It, it's not old. So a lot of the people who were involved in this are still around and still kicking and still doing activism. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it is interesting to see also that we're still living in a, a post uh, 2020 world where there's a lot of police skepticism in the general public now, mm-hmm. um, a yeah. lot more than there was before. There was a recent story about this uh, this guy who in Florida who got fired because he uh, he was uh, this firefighter who was making comments about like uh, how much he hated the police uh, and that they're basically they're, oh, they're yeah, essentially you know that, yeah. like uh, yeah like. I think that there is a lot more skepticism of the police and either skepticism or hostility to the police than there was pre-2020, even with, you know, living in a BLM, you know, where BLM was a factor in post-Ferguson world. The 2020 changed how the police were perceived in the United States because a lot of people were... uh, were pepper sprayed and tear gas who weren't before and now there's this mm-hmm. this general hostility toward towards them and i don't think that they're quite ready for there to be such and like th- there are people who are going to be willing now to essentially litigate against them 
uh, as much yeah. as they can. Well, yeah, and and especially because like I, I I'm interested to see. I, I I should have done more reading before talking about this story. Um, but I I, I want to look back on that lawsuit in June because if I remember correctly, like the the cops claimed that uh, Schumacher and some others had put them in like a headlock and stuff to avoid an arrest. But you know, I don't entirely buy that's even how that happened. What a lot of the times, because I, I think I was even at that protest, if I'm correct. A lot of the times what we would do was kind of crunch together and be kind of in a tight group. And if the cops tried to, what they would usually do is grab somebody's arm if their arm was sticking out in the front and try to yank them behind the line and arrest them. We would grab that person and pull back. And so I'm mostly sure it was a confrontation like that. That is what where, you know, there's this reference of assault. And if that's if that is the case, it's like the cops initiated that, you know, like they, they were the ones trying to yank people out of the crowd to arrest. And so and I, I might be wrong there, but there was a lot of um, a lot of stuff like that that was happening at protests in, in Des Moines and throughout the country where, you know, the, these aren't. You know, assault charges just feel really wrong, especially if you were there. And I, I think I think you're right. Like, yes, the, the BLM protests of 2020 got crushed. Let's not be sentimental here. Like, they got destroyed. Eventually, the cops won. But I really do kind of feel like in the same way Occupy Wall Street was, in the same way Ferguson was, even if they got crushed, they were kind of like the drafting of manifestos for, like, the left in the country, where, you know... Occupy Wall Street really inserted into the zeitgeist a conversation about uh, wealth inequality that I think people are still having and I think are more aware of than they were before then. And I think the same thing happened out of 2020, where there are lots of these local battles now taking place that we don't even know where the ripple effects will take us. And it might be and it might be really good stuff. You know, anyway, it might be. It might be a little. uh, I think that it's something. I think that it's something to pay attention to, the fact that this hasn't gone away and that there's probably thousands of these stories across the country um, from wherever there was a a protest. Those activists didn't go anywhere. Now, a few of them probably were killed by the police, but they killed all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll just have to see. Um, Yeah. At least in Des Moines, um, you you have seen several of them become like public figures, uh, you know, local public figures. And it's it's interested to see what comes of it, what comes of like the the movement there, because I from like from the the people I know who were involved in the protests, there was kind of two different routes people took. Some people went into shedding all electoral politics or any they were not going to touch that. And they've gone into kind of more like anarchist or organizing where they're like i don't know setting up communities and trying to build power and stuff which is good and then there are others um which is also good to me who have tried to run for office with the publicity that they've gotten and are gonna try to you know cause some shit uh jaylen cavill ran for um actually i think he's i think he's now a council person I have to double check that, but um, Jalen Cavill, Indra Schumacher, you know, th- these are these are people in Des Moines who are doing this, and I, I bet you, if you look at your city, there's something similar happening. Oh, uh, J- Jalen, I'm I'm sorry, Jalen is running to uh, be a representative of the Iowa House in 2022 for the election this year. He tried to run for uh, uh, sheriff, and uh, it did not get elected, but it was a pretty funny campaign. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we this is an election year. It hasn't. It doesn't feel like a yeah. usual election year, but. We are, we are in one. Um, oh God! I, well, we're yeah, mid- have to midterms cover the 2024 always. presidential mid- cycle, aren't we? Oh yeah. Next, I mean, we're gonna start seeing people announce here, like next year. By yeah, next year. Oh man, 
this is gonna suck. Anyway, um, I uh, hopefully they win. I hope they win, and I hope that you know we see some mm-hmm. progressives, uh, some some people with some pretty good politics that uh, sort of came off the back of the the uh, the, the, the uprising of twenty twenty, get some seats. Electoralism should not be what you primarily focus on, but it should not be ignored no. either. Considering, uh, yeah, I I get not wanting to be involved in it. It is a just churn, an endless churn of mess <clears throat> that. Uh, makes you feel like a hopeless ghoul, but uh, there, mm-hmm. there's some things that can be done, especially on a local level, and combating um, a lot of the the far right's uh, entrenchment in in local politics, especially in school boards, is important. So you know, vote yeah. when you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the right is a, is actually way better at incrementalism than the left, and I, I think I, I think like I, I don't know. I, I kind of think the the way that the BLM kind of movement in Des Moines split off into two different wings. I think that's how the left should be in general. I think we should have a militant and an electoral wing. But that's kind of my democratic socialist kind of attitude. You know, I, I think we need protesters and people building power. And then we also do need people who are trying to take political power as well. And uh, the best way to start with that is paying attention to your local politics, because uh, it is pretty difficult for us to just out of nowhere get a socialist guy running for election. Bernie feels kind of like a one in a lifetime kind of thing. But getting a socialist elected to to city council that's not unheard of that happens a lot actually it's been happening a lot um even if dsa has been running a lot of candidates lately like we we can do a lot yeah (laughs) it can be it it can be done i get there's issues with dsa a lot their foreign policy stuff is not great um yeah but but that's that doesn't represent the majority of them because that's kind of its own council thing so it's a little thing yeah so I get that there's problems, but at least, you know what? DSA is probably the most successful left-wing party in, in the United States. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, that's in, in recent history. Um, yeah. The, the Communist Party history, of the yeah. United States is not going to do anything. God knows that, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That, that, that that's not going to do anything. Um, that PSL cult, I forget its not. name. PSL is not going to do PSL, anything. Yeah. Uh, whatever pa- patriotic, patriotic socialist um, <laughs> party is not going to do anything. They are the most. They are. It would be more useful for for you to vote for a duck versus them. Well, so and d- if you and see democratic socialists, a- be- because of Bernie using that phrase, democratic socialists, it is a way like that is a a label, a signifier that isn't uh, that y- y- you can use um, in the mainstream in a way that like a communist party. I just don't think you're going to get your average mom or dad to vote for a communist. But I think you could maybe talk somebody into voting for a democratic socialist. You know, I, I, I do think that, you know, maybe I'm just a little bit of a lib, you know, I don't know. But I, I do have some hope in DSA and some of these more like grassroots kind of electoral battles because because that's how the right's been winning, you know, and that's why we need to be fighting those battles here locally. Um, on that note, do we want to get on to the last most depressing topic here? Oh, God. Oh man. Yeah. We maybe yeah, we we we'll we have to. talk about it. We don't have to dive too deep into it because I think as the story unfolds, we'll probably spend a lot more time on it here soon. And we yeah. have spent a lot of time on this subject in general um throughout the show. Um but yeah, so the anti-LGBTQ stuff is uh it's getting worse and Marjorie Taylor Greene has introduced a bill to make any gender affirming care for people under the age of 19 a national felony. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't think it's going to pass, 
But what I do think it is, is kind of like signaling what the aims of the right is going to be, especially if they win a majority here after um, after the midterms. And God, this 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 is looking bad. Oh, Christ almighty. Yeah. Um, I wish I had something witty to say to offset this, but this is really, really bad. Um, I don't think yeah. that the I don't think that uh, that it will pass. But I do think that mm-hmm. they that she knows exactly what she's doing by introducing this bill, which is that she's she's putting this into the into the docket of of uh, of what, what's what's that term? Um, she's she's putting this into the uh, the the Overton window now. Yeah, this is a thing that is that is is a is a possibility for uh the, the, something that now has been put into that even if it doesn't happen, even if this doesn't pass. But I don't. I don't think it will. And if it if it does, I think that there will be. I I, I think that Biden will probably veto it. Um, yeah. But yeah. Regardless, it's, it's... It, it it presents this this really really dangerous precedent in this country. Like basically, it, it like makes it that providing gender affirming medical care mm-hmm. is a felony for up to twenty five years in, pr- in prison. Uh, it's called the "quote unquote" Protect Children's Innocence Act, which is very funny coming from uh, the party that just desperately wants to break the lives of trans yeah. children. Just really, really Here, let me, let me, make, just gonna, make life there's, miserable. There's a little, little, little detail to throw out there. Uh, there are 14 co-sponsors of the bill currently. Uh, of of the uh, oh, let's repeat the name of that bill. Uh, what was the that Protect name again? Protect Children's Innocence Act. Yeah. All right. Let's start off here. Uh, Matt Gates from Florida. Oh, 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 Mr. Gates. Sponsors. Oh, Mr. Gates. The is this the same Mr. Gates? No who... defender of childhood innocence. Yes. No, he, he's a well. You know, there's one thing that we can say about Matt Gates. He's a really big fan of children. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's some, there's some pretty, pretty fucked up stuff in this bill as well. There's the, there's a banning on education on trans healthcare in general, you know, making the teaching of affirming healthcare of affirming care illegal. And, um, I, I need to double check this, but I, I believe there might even be attempts to push trans folks off of, um, oh yeah, here, the measure would also prohibit using federal funds for gender affirming healthcare, including affordable hair, uh, affordable healthcare plans. So basically kicking um kicking uh trans people off of medicaid medicare essentially is how that's going to play out um you know again i i don't think this is going to pass but it's like okay there are 14 people you know 14 people co-sponsoring this 14 republicans house republicans supporting this like uh and then um you know uh two republican u.s senate candidates uh jd vance and blake masters of arizona support this and say they promise to support her bill if they are elected so like you know it's not that this is going to pass, I don't think, but it is that this is like, this is what their their thing is next, especially after overturning Roe. Like, I think this is the next battlefield for them. And so, yeah, this this shit's going to get scary. And, you know, we've already seen with, uh, you know, uh, propagandists like a uh, known defender of pedophile Josh Duggar, Matt Walsh, um, his, his quote unquote documentary, um, who was a woman, like they've been leaning into this for a while of the culture war of uh, uh, around trans people. So this is, but the fact that this is a, a like a proposed bill, this is not good. <laughs> like, this is really, really bad. 
uh, the bill would yeah. also prohibit institutions of higher education from providing instruction on gender affirming care and barred doctors that provided gender affirming care to a minor from receiving visas or being admitted into the United States. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be probably another story we're going to keep a keep an eye on as it unfolds here. But um, can I can say uh, it's not good. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely not good. It's really yeah, bad. I, um, I am uh, I am greatly concerned with with uh, how this is going to go. Um, yeah, well, and it's it really does feel like the 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 rallying point right now for the American far right is is trans stuff. You know, this is the you know not to be cliche, but this is the first they came for the communists, then they came for the social. Like it, it the, our our poem is going to start with first they came for the trans you know kids. Yeah, and like, it, it's something that I I think that every every cis person has a we have a responsibility is mm-hmm. to is to stop this. Yeah. And and this is why I, I do I, I don't think acting like electoral politics doesn't matter is a good course of action. Because this this is stuff that's going to be battled out electorally. Of course we should organize in the streets as well. We should protest. We should build power. We should hide trans people if if you know stuff if it comes gets to, to it, that point, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All that shit should happen. But we also do need to be battling this out as much as we can on the local level. And, you know, we need to be pressuring any candidate that's even the mildest bit liberal to, uh, you know, look it in their heart and have the fucking conscience and spine to do something about it. I, you know, it it's both. It's not, you know, I'm not like a liberal, like, just vote, man. I don't say just vote. I'm saying like. You know, you should organize, you should do the elect vote and then go into the streets like both. It's both. You can do it is it is possible to do both. And in a case like this, you have to. There's no way to combat Marjorie Taylor Greene. And it's not just her. It's it. Well, in this case, it is her. But this kind of recent um, uh, like her, this recent sort of swing of uh, of I guess you want to say like. Trumpist, uh, uh, post-Trump, Trumpist uh, politicians—they're trying to to basically establish themselves within the culture war sphere of the right wing, and anything that you can do to break them off of their pedestal and kick before they mm-hmm. can get you know a firm fo- foothold, which Green does have, but I do think that she still can be like you could still like the, like knock her out of this at some point. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, but absolutely, it yeah. is a matter of of uh, both. Direct action, organization, and, mm-hmm. you know, voting all can play together. It shouldn't just be something that you ignore one for the other, because in the case of this, it does matter. It does have a... a if if it's for, for someone that's... the Harm reduction is, 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 like, the least that one could do, but at least do... It, it still can be done, you know? Yeah, and, and I will say, like, especially if you are... If, I don't know if we have any listeners in Ohio or Arizona, but it, like if you're in either of those states, for instance, <clears throat> you know, I, I do think you should suck it up and vote for the Democrat to prevent J.D. Vance or Blake Masters from from getting into the Senate. Like, 
you know, you know, there there are going to be a couple states that I do think it'll be important that people just vote for the Democrat, no matter how much of a liberal neoliberal shill they are, because because you know, it, with, it'll with be this, at least there'll be a marginal yeah. uh, benefit to having. Well, you know, yeah. I don't have this. What is ostensibly like a member of the uh, of the uh, like someone who who would have gone out the crystal knocked happily with a brick. I, I don't have that yeah. guy. I got like a weird technocrat. That's at least something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, I don't have, I don't have a literal like this guy would be cheering on the Einstein I got like a guy yeah, who's right. really into, uh, that's really into like you know means testing. He's still bad, but levels. Yeah, and and we still need to be organizing against that stuff as well. Like it's you know again, I I'm not doing the liberal thing of saying just vote, but I am saying like you know th- th- these are going to be battles happening in the electoral sphere, and I I just. Um, I think it, it does matter to some extent or another. I don't know. Maybe this is, maybe this is me getting softened with my old age that I, <laughs> with my, with my, my, uh, 25. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wary from but the I, world. Your I've been through a, been through old. enough elections where I was doing the whole shtick of like, I don't know, kind of the dirtbag lefty thing of like, oh, voting doesn't matter and stuff. And I, I, you know. I, I'm not really of that position anymore. I think you shouldn't expect much from voting, but I don't think you should uh, dodge voting when it comes to preventing, you know, I God, this sounds like the most typical liberal thing, but preventing literal fascists from, you know, like getting into office. I do think that is a worthwhile thing. And voting takes like five seconds also. Like it really isn't that big of a deal. It's, uh, I, I get it. I get it. Where when you're voting for someone that's like, I really hate this person, I get it. But also, sometimes it's, if it's in a state where it is consequential, you gotta just suck it up. I get it. It's not yeah. fun. But, and if you're, if you're in Ohio or Arizona, you, I, I'm sorry, but you got to. I don't yeah. want the guy who wrote Hillbilly Elegy to be in. in <laughs> Please, for the love, just because he'll be annoying at the very least. Like, just just give us that. (laughs) He will be, he's already so annoying. I can't, I can't handle that. I can't deal with the fact. I don't want a senator that has Peter Thiel on speed dial. Please, for the love of God. (laughs) I don't want to have someone who advertised like, yeah, you could come have dinner with me and Peter Thiel, which would be the worst. That's hell. I think that that's an image of hell that we should all have. No. (laughs) Hell is just basically a eternal dinner with J.D. Vance and Peter Thiel. (sighs) And Milton Friedman, too. Why not? Yeah. Throw him in there. Uh, Reagan. Uh, <laughs> just the worst human beings imaginable. WHO 13's Kaylin Thompson caught up with the newest member of the Des Moines City Council, a woman who used to protest against this group. She has now joined Kaylin. The Des Moines BLM Collective calls a lawsuit against six protesters, quote, a gross overreach of power. Vera Shoemaker sent out a message to vote out current council members. That message included a swear word we can't even show you here. Currently, Des Moines City Council member Indira Shoemaker is one of the protesters being sued. Because we need to build a slate for this next election and get the out here. So why is the sexual mutilation of children and sterilization of children legal? No one in the Congress seems to be asking that. No one did until Marjorie Taylor Greene decided 
this is worth legislating. I'm going to share with you three scary signs that a person is probably going to hell. Well, I find this absolutely appalling, Tucker. Depart from me. I never knew you. Get these out of here. Get these out of here. Get, get. Going to hell. All right. Well, um, I think that does. You want to wrap up this episode, though? Yeah. I think we did it. Um, let's we sign off it. here. Uh, Phil forgot to say it, but you can follow Phil at Cryptid Director on Twitter. You can. Um, Jackal, who are you? Where can they follow you? I'm glad you asked. So you can follow me at. Uh, well, actually, for, first let me let me let me uh, let me let you uh, let, let you know something. Uh, I, I have a I have a little request from you, Josiah. If you could do something for me. Okay, what's that? Hold on. Okay, I, I, uh, I, Josiah, you're, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna start speaking as, as a, you know, Finch is away, um, dealing with the, just consistently fighting with neo-confederates, because it's just a thing that she, she constantly, uh, uh always with. does. So, uh, I have a, I shove a script in your, in your face, this random Midwestern man that, uh, okay, is on the street. Yeah. Uh, if you, uh, sir, it? if you could, if you could read this, this, uh, uh, uh read, read this out, please. Uh, yeah, uh, I had a good job until my boss accused me of stealing jail bar closing sound. Uh, I better call Saul. I was no, out wait, partying. wait, no, replace Saul with Jackal. <laughs> I better call Jackal. I was out partying, minding my own business. Crash sound and cat screech sound. You are under arrest. I better call Jackal. Hi, I'm Jackal Goodman. <laughs> Did you know that you have rights? Constitution says you do, and so do I. I believe that until proven guilty, every man, woman, child in Mammyburg is innocent. Did you did have you did you flee to Romania for some some illicit activities? Well, everyone makes a mistake occasionally. Did you Did you get you into, in a bad, in, a... into a bad <laughs> with the Romanian excessively government? S- are you are you in trouble because you keep suing protesters and keep losing? <laughs> Did you end up at the bad end of a uh, of a divorce settlement, and the wife took your pension and you took the crypto, and things don't always work out all the time? Are you are you in trouble because uh, watchers of your TV show have overdosed on fish oil? <laughs> have you mistaken a vegetable platter for whatever the hell you just said? <laughs> Have you been caught drinking and having fun <laughs> on camera <laughs> in Finland? <laughs> Hi, I'm Jackal Goodman, and that's why I will fight for you. That's right. Better call Jackal. Better call Jackal. Where can they follow you? You can follow legal me advice? at for legal legal. I will provide you legal advice. Don't tell a judge this, but I will give you legal advice that you can use in a courtroom. Just don't say that I gave it to you, because trade secrets, actually. Uh, you can follow me at jackaljester on twitter.com. That's right. And you, random Midwestern man, where can people follow you? Yeah, you can follow me at Josiah W. Sutton on Twitter. Uh, I haven't put out any Fruitless lately. I need to get on that. Um, we'll see how that goes. But um, but I've, I've been posting. You've been posting. Yeah, you can see, you're, see you're, my you're, posts. You're getting in fights with people. That's true. I have been doing that. You've been doing that, yeah. Doing that. I tried you to cancel some, some us. Legal advice. You did. You did try to cancel us. You you tried to to uh, to 
to um oh i i want to let everyone know i hear you i see you i am listening i am learning <laughs> all right you are um, heard well i think that's i think that was the episode i think we did that's it an episode um, we did it have a have a good life um, and and remember, better call Jackal, and uh, if you're the Prime Minister of Finland, don't get caught having fun. How dare you. The Butlerian Jihad is a crusade against computers, thinking machines, and robots that begun in 201 BG and concluded in 108 BG. It is why there are no computers in the world of Dune. Cars driving around looking like uh, roving golf balls. Instantly in your home space. Well, I find this absolutely appalling. You corn-fed little bitch. Thought I did some grocery shopping. I'm at Wegner's, and I, my wife wants some vegetables for crudite, right? So here's a broccoli. That's two bucks. Not a ton of broccoli there. Here's some asparagus. That's four dollars. Yep. Carrots. That's four more dollars. That's ten dollars of vegetables there. And then we need some guacamole. That's four dollars more. And. She loves salsa. Yeah, there's salsa there. Six dollars. Must be a shortage of salsa. Guys, that's twenty dollars for crudite. This doesn't include the tequila. I mean, that's outrageous. And we got Joe Biden to thank for this. Because we need to build a slate for this next election and get these out of here. Get these out of here. What's the tequila for? Depart from me. I never knew you. Corn-fed little bitch.